when when you were growing up, you didn't daydream like you people do now. You, <laughs> yeah. You've got you've got so many choices. You still have a lot of loaves of cinnamon bread to roll. <laughs> if anybody mentions that at my memorial service, I'm going to raise up. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hildo Spills the Beans. Tonight, I have a very special guest, my grandmother. Hi, Grandma. You can talk. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Graham, I'll just start asking you the questions. All right. And then we'll, we'll kind of move. I think a lot of stories are going to come out when we start asking the question. So the first question I always ask any guest is what is your midnight snack? Well, I thought of that and I think it's a, a glass of warm milk and a piece of bread and jam. Oh, okay. That all right? So do you heat the milk up on the stove or in the microwave? Do I what? Do you heat the milk up in the stove or on the microwave? In the microwave. 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 Yes. Oh yeah. That's that just takes a, a minute and you got it warm. So and when when did that start? I think since I moved here. Oh okay. I, I I think because I nap in the afternoon, where I didn't used to do that, and then I think I wake up about midnight or so. I've slept you know a while, and then I yeah. wake up. Which I didn't used to do. Oh, okay. And so then I just go get the milk and some of that. And, and then and go back sit to And bed. I read a little bit. I got a book always, and I read a little bit, and then I go back to bed. So it'll be like midnight and you're reading? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's one thirty. Oh, wow. So, but then sometimes I go to sleep in the morning, yeah. sitting in my chair. Yeah. So, uh, but I can do that here. Yeah. So that's. So that's, nice that's I guess, my midnight snack. Okay. I don't care for sweets at night, so I don't have sweets. Yeah, just toast. And do you use your yeah. cinnamon bread? My grandma has world famous cinnamon bread. I don't know if it's world famous. I think it's been done. The only the thing the world about it is I make a lot of it. Yeah, you do. And you your dad do. is is always coming and said on the grocery list. I guess you better have some frozen bread again. <laughs> I said, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> so I really cheat on that. It isn't a big deal when you use frozen bread, but yeah, but I did. I sent some out to Patrick now. Oh yeah, and they were out there. So in Jer in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, I always send it home with Jamie when she's always been here. She's always had to have her cinnamon bread, so she'll have to get some when she goes home. Oh, of course. okay. Yeah. I think that's uh, takes care of the midnight snack. Okay. All right. Next question. I like you're helping me with my transitions. That's good. <laughs> so uh, right away, I was I was going to say, how did you meet Grandpa? A girlfriend of mine called me and asked me if I'd come and work at a farm place because she got sick down in you know outside of Ellsworth there. So I went down there, and it happened to be neighbors to Victor's, my brother-in-law, the one that's married to Elner. Uh huh. Uh, it was his family, and I I knew his daughter from school so we got to be good friends and so uh one time but i never saw around that whole summer i never knew him but we were up in river falls and uh, uh out in the streets i don't know how come victor and them were up there one time and Roland was with so he introduced me to him so i came he Roland came with victor sometime when he came to see ellie and that's how come we met okay so and then and and then, uh, let's see, that was, 
I was still in school then, so that was uh, early 40s. I think I started college in 41. Okay. So I got to know him then. And uh, taught started teaching school in 42, and then he was uh, went into the service. Uh, he was going to go into the Coast Guard, but uh, decided to go with Air Corps. So he left on the 14th of October, 1942. Wow. And uh, so, so then we were waiting for, we were going to get married. We were engaged. We wanted to get married and then the next summer. Um, and he was waiting for a furlough. Mm-hmm. And it never came, and it never came, and it never came. So we, it didn't look like he was going to get one. So then I decided to, to go down there. And we had, he had met a friend from St. Paul, uh, in the service, and his wife had come down, uh, a little before, before me. But uh, so I left. <clears throat> one night, my uh, I. My grandfather lived up here, and he had a big suitcase. So he met me at the depot, the regular St. Paul depot, the same one we have now. Uh-huh. Uh, met me there with his suitcase, and I depot- changed over and put my clothes in that, and you know he took mine home. So it was about midnight when the train, we had to go train, of course. Oh, wow. Pulled out. And we got on the train all right, and I was lucky. I thought, I, I've got a whole seat to myself here. There wasn't very many on. Well, we were just, we hadn't left the station yet, and here come the Army sergeant on, and he said, take the first seat you come to. So here was a whole load of soldiers getting oh, wow. on. So I had a soldier sitting with, with me, a nice fellow. He was from state of Virginia. I don't remember if he was going home to Virginia or if he was uh, going to a station someplace. I don't remember that. But he was very nice and we talked all night I guess the rest of the night. In the morning he brought me breakfast before we left and then when we were getting on the I had to change trains in Chicago and then he helped me get onto my right train and my suitcase on. So uh when we got on, there wasn't one place seat to sit. Huh. We had, I took Grandpa's big suitcase. It was pretty near, it seemed like it was as big as this hassock, but it wasn't. But, <laughs> and uh, put it on the floor in the seat. And he never, the conductor never got through the aisles to get any tickets. He wow. couldn't. We were so packed. Well, we, I slept on that suitcase. And then. Uh, and you were, headed, you were going to Texas, right? Yeah, to, okay. headed for Texas. And then um, a lady tapped me on the shoulder, I don't know what time it was, and said, I'm getting off and you can have my seat. So I did. I got up and got a seat. And then there were two other girls, you know, I, like myself, all traveling down there. <clears throat> One was married, and and uh, so her mother-in-law had, had a birthday cake for the boy in a carrier, and she had to... Was supposed to bring that down to them. Can you think of wow. being in a train with pack? I think I would have said no. I can't, but I <laughs> I don't think she dared. And anyway, it was going so. from Chicago. Did you have any more stops along the way to to 
Yeah, was it we San did, Antonio? but we didn't have to change trains. Oh, but okay. you'd have to, you'd get out, you know, a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so we were three in a seat. We spoons, you know, each other wow. just like spoons in there. So, uh, and the, I don't remember if she cake. made it with the cake or not. I can't remember <laughs> that. But and I don't remember if the girls got off at different places. But I finally got into into Texas. I know it was in the morning. But um, was Grandpa waiting for you at the station? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He was he was there, and uh, there was. But one thing in the night, one of the nights, it was so hot down there, and uh, we decided as girls we were going to go out on the platform mm-hmm. and cool off out there. Well, we knew the train, our train car. They had it pulled aside. The car that we were going to go on uh, was sitting there on the siding, but um, so we went out and. And the whole place emptied out because they thought we knew something that nobody else did. <laughs> so we had everybody out on the platform in the middle of the night. But oh, we felt so foolish, you know. But um, and I don't remember how long it was before we got on. But they were sure that we knew that what the train, so they could get on, you know. So yeah. Everybody for themselves, you know, in those in those days, but. And then, uh, and then you were married in Texas. Then we were married. We had to see. I came down on Memorial Day, uh, the day. Uh, no, Sunday was Memorial Day, so we couldn't get a license on Sunday. So we had to wait then till Monday morning before we could get our license. But in the meantime, we had Roland had done this. He had found, going to a church there in San Antonio. Uh, a nice uh, pastor, so he had asked. He had asked him if he would marry us, and so he did. He said he would. So then, on the first, then we got our license, and and uh, we were married in the evening. Then wow! But it was um, it's so ironic. It's the church was ready for another wedding. The flowers were all there. Oh. The carpet was down, and I said to the pastor, "Well, we can't walk." Up in the front. He said, yes, we are. We're going up in the front. <laughs> so we were married up in the front with all this good stuff around us. And then we went out and had a dinner together. But then we were married. To the, we stood up for each other, this other couple. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we were, we, wow. And so we were friends the whole time. And she just died this year. Hmm. Uh, he's been gone a while. He yeah. died, I think, right after Ronald did. So, so the... So the, the so we've uh, we known each other and we kept up friends for for all those years, and I guess that's the story of the wedding. And I worked in a I went to work in a uh, it wasn't a laundromat, kind of a dry cleaning place. Okay, hot as could be. <laughs> There's no air down there, you know. So, and I had got a little. Um, I think years ago it maybe would have been servants quarters in the back of this big house we had oh. Ronald had rented a room in this big house so mm-hmm. we'd have i'd had that but then we get this little house it was just a a kitchen and a bedroom uh that was on the property so we rented that for six dollars a week i think it was so i went across the street to this dry cleaning another gal and i and we uh, worked there and hung up the clothes that were pressed or, you know, ready to go out. So we did that. And then I don't know how I got this, but I 
had a chance to go to, the, it was an overall factory where they made overalls, but then the Army had taken over a part of it for, for Army shirts. Oh. And how I got that job, I don't remember that, but I got the job of inspector. And oh, that, okay. would you believe, that was $18 a week. Wow. So I was making money. Yeah. But. Uh, and this is 1942. Yeah, 43. 43. See, it was the next year. But I spent, I went out to the base a lot, you know, and had meals out there, and they always had good movies on Sundays. And and so I, but the thing that I, was the hardest thing, I think, for me to get used to was that the separate segregation of the blacks, blacks only restaurants, oh. blacks only, you know, restrooms, Blacks only a water fountain. They couldn't even have a water mm. fountain. And when I get on the bus to go out to the base, they were always had to be in the back. And this was the hardest thing because I, I, well, I had hardly ever seen a black person really mm -hmm. till then. But then I always said how ironic it was that they couldn't um, tolerate blacks in there. But the nannies, you bet, they were all black. Hmm. for their children. so But that was so hard because you just didn't believe things like that would happen. Yeah. But it, those signs on the windows and that. So that was that was the hardest part. So so we were there for a few months, a few years. And I liked, we liked Texas. I think Roland would have liked to have stayed in Texas. <clears throat> so uh, came home and it took me a while before I got a teaching job at home. In fact, I tried to find one, a, d a different job down there in Texas, but they wouldn't hire me because I I had too much education. They said, you need to go, you know, someplace where they need your education. But uh -huh. I wasn't going to be there that long. So yeah. at least we didn't think so. So, so that's the saga of... That's a good that's a good story. There's a lot in that story. I guess that's what Elner was talking about. I should write it up. But, oh yeah, you definitely should. Well now but, we've got it recorded, but Yeah, well that's that'll have to do. Well I think so that that'll have to do. I'm sure there's a lot more I mean, you remember even the times your trains took off and stuff. That's pretty good. Yes. That was but you know, everybody was I never heard people complain. Except those we had some some of them were steam trains, so you and they had the windows open, and you'd have that black smoke. So our cold, oh, you man. know, we got and you breathe in that stuff. Oh yeah. So the trains were not fun. No. But that was the only way you had to get there. Yeah. So. All right. So this next this next question, you kind of already told me a little bit, but um, what did you do to get pocket money as a child? Oh, well, like I said, we lived in the Depression, so we never knew what, what, what pocket uh, money was. Yeah. Uh, change was, but we were, the three of us girls sang. Mother was really good to get us down, and we sang, and we had a lot of, we had some church songs, of course, but we sang a lot of cowboy songs in those days. So. Uh -huh. But this was church. So we were invited to go to this mortuary down in Maiden Rock, and sing at a funeral. We didn't know the people for anything. I didn't. I still don't remember who it was we went for. Yeah. But, 
But this old gentleman was kind, and he gave us a dollar after we had sung. And he said, you go get yourself, each one of you, a ice cream cone. Well, he never said to bring the money back, but I know <laughs> that's what he planned. But we went across to the hardware store, and Jamie would remember her grandpa telling about it. It was a big hardware store there. And uh, we went in, and I know we bought Mother a little kettle and some sauce dishes. And Ruthie was home. She was our youngest sister. We had a little box of little baby dolls. So we brought that for her. I don't think we, I don't know if we brought anything for the boys, but the girls, we didn't buy anything for ourselves. That's pretty nice. We, no, we didn't buy anything for ourselves, but we bought for, for them at home. But so we used up the, and he never said anything. And yeah, but he knew when we were bringing all this stuff <laughs> home, what we had done with the dollar, and you know, a dollar in the depression times that was yeah. quite a bit. So, yeah, wow. And uh, when I went to work. For my room and board the first year, I went to Red Wing because we didn't have any bus service to Ellsworth. So I went and worked for my room and board for a real nice family. They had a little girl about four. And I remember one Saturday I had really worked hard. She wasn't feeling well, and I had done a lot. And she gave me a dime. You know, and this was, well... 36 or mm -hmm. and she uh, and I went right down and I thought what am I going to I was spent a half afternoon just wondering how I was going to spend that dime yeah so that was I guess the extent of the money and then we got older and we picked strawberries for people in the summer and uh, you'd go to these berry patches and they'd pay you two cents a quart and wow. you'd have six six quarts in a thing and I remember one day we worked hard uh, when we, and they always said heap them up now heap you know they'll carry you so, oh the quarts yeah so when, when I came back one time I saw them scooping off the top of those that even at my age that bothered me yeah they were asking us and they were getting a whole box maybe for free and they were only two cents they gave us two cents a box oh so, and then I, I think that summer I made $12 and came home one day and, and mother said, would you be willing to give that money so I can buy Hilda a dress for confirmation? Wow. So there went my strawberry money. Yeah. She, she got a dress, but that's wow. okay. So that was, I guess, the extent of our money till I went to work in the cities. Okay. And that was... Six dollars a week. I did everything. The lady was had MS, so she was in a wheelchair. But lovely people, and they had two girls. One was ten, and one was eight, I guess. But I had to do absolutely everything, and I had never. Mother never taught us to cook because she was afraid we were going to waste food, and we never washed clothes because she was going to. We'd throw in some color, and it would ruin it. So we never <laughs> washed. Clothes. So I had to get up there, and I had to cook and bake. Yes, yeah, so you had to learn all that. And 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 why? But she was so, so good to teach me and tell me, you know, how, how to do that. So I learned a lot, lot from her. So that was, and then I had, six dollars a week, and I saved five and had one. I remember so, paid a dentist bill when I got. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've already talked a lot about your your. Uh, 
all your different jobs, but what do you think was your worst job you've ever had? I had so few jobs that I don't know if I had the worst worst job. And that's okay if you don't have an answer either. We'll, we can. Uh, I think if I worked for this family, you know, when I was working a room and board, and and, and went to school in Redway. Uh huh. And uh, every Monday, uh, she she'd do the washing. I didn't wash. She'd hang up the clothes, and then I, when I get home, I'd I'd take it all down. I didn't mind that, but she took all the burners and the stuff off the gas stove and put in. The, the tub of water that she had w washed, and I had to clean those things uh, afterwards. And that, yeah. So I guess if that was it, that was, that was it. it. But that was once a week I had to do that. Oh, so I guess that okay. was maybe my worst, worst job. But, yeah. But uh, I did it. So, and they were a nice family to work for. And she's just turned. She's still living. And I, Eleanor said she had talked to her, and she's just turned a hundred. Oh wow. So. So that was, I think, the, the worst job. Okay. Um, when you think of your home, what immediately comes to mind? We had 13 homes. We moved 13 times. Wow. Mother was atrocious for never being satisfied. <laughs> and, and she said to us, you know, all of us girls landed in our own homes and we stayed there. Yeah. You well, know, you El Elder on the farm for, and Elder, yeah. and and then we had our house. And she said, "I can't understand how you girls can be satisfied with the same place to live." Oh, we had thirteen different homes, so um, it's hard to. I know it was difficult because of the depression, mm -hmm. and and you know it's hard. So we never had. You know, you needed maybe clothes and things that you couldn't afford to have. But we did all right. But at least we were never hungry. We had always yeah. had enough food. So um, I don't know. I just, uh, we had a 4-H club when we were growing up that was fun. Lots of neighbors, kids and that. So What did you do specifically in the 4-H club? Well, we all had a project, you know, like they do now, pretty much the okay. same. And I remember one time I was supposed to, I was going to bake bread because I knew that. And I knew Mother baked bread, so I thought she'd do that. So help me. Well, she was no help because I, she's too, <laughs> I was too slow, you know. And, and finally she took it away from me, and she made the bread, and she put her spices and caraway, which you were not supposed to, supposed to be just plain bread. I said, Mother, I'm supposed to do this. I, you know, this is part of the thing. But she didn't let me. So I <laughs> I remember her being so impatient with us. But, yeah. But she was good. Yeah, she was good. We have to have to really thank her for taking good care of us. And we were never hungry. And we were, we always managed. She always managed. So, uh some of the things weren't good during the war, uh, during the depression, you know. So I can have some, some hard times, but there was always a place to sleep and a place to eat. So mm -hmm. I guess, I guess it'd it be pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, which of your ancestors would you have liked to meet the most? 
be most, that I would like to be the most. I, I read that wrong. Which of your ancestors would you most like to meet? To meet? Yeah. If oh, you man, could, I if bet. you could choose any ancestor to meet, who would you have chose? Who would you choose? I don't think I had any that we didn't meet. <laughs> uh, well, I maybe would have. Uh, I I lost my grandpa Nelson. He was uh, gone before I was born, even. Okay. And he had some good stories about him. I'm sure. What a, what a good man he was. So maybe, maybe I would have liked to have met him. But I had a good grandpa, Grandpa Larson, that I knew really well, and he lived with us part of the time. And so, um, so I think. Uh, but I may, maybe Grandpa Nelson. Okay. Grandpa Nelson. I would have liked to have known him. But I had a Grandma Nelson living. So I, I don't I don't remember losing too many of my ancestors. So I think I think maybe him. Okay. What event in the past would you have liked to witness in person? It can be as far back as you want. Let's see what in the world. You know we when when we were growing up, you didn't daydream like you people do now. You, you've <laughs> yeah. got you've got so many choices. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't really uh, have that many choices. I think one thing I always thought would be kind of fun to do uh, would be a nanny for a family, and then you could travel. With them, you know, and that I always thought that would be a fun thing yeah. to do, and I maybe would have done that if I hadn't gotten married. Maybe I would have. I don't know. Yeah. But that is one one thing that I always would think I could would have liked to have done. Okay. What is the strangest thing you have ever seen? I can tell you the strangest thing I've ever been on. I tell you. Okay. When when we were. We were dating up here, and up here they had the Excelsior Amusement Park in the Excelsior. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Okay. I mean, it's gone. It's long gone now. Yeah, long gone. But... Well, anyway, we came up there, and and uh, Ronald said, well, let's ride the roller coaster. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, we, I was never, I've never been, I can remember that. I have never been so petrified in my life when we were sitting in the front seat. So that was worse. And oh, I, the very front? Very front. There weren't many people on it. So we went, and I, I was just, I maybe was as white as a ghost, or I was just pretty near sick from it. But when we got off, the fellow said, uh, for 10 cents, you can have another ride. And I, I thought to myself, <laughs> I'm just about ready to hit him. <laughs> I did. I, you know, I, yes. Oh, but he must have known how scared I was. So, but that's the scaredest thing I think I've ever, did, I don't like heights. I've been scared of heights. Did grandpa like it? He never complained. So I guess he did. <laughs> yeah, I think he just thought it was funny that I was so scared. But, but yeah. um, and it, it says even the, the big um, Ferris wheel at the state fair. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy in that one either. Oh, but, really? Oh, we did go on, so. That's a pretty good story, the roller coaster story. Yeah. That'll count. I'll take oh. it. So when was the last time you were truly afraid? That was it. That was it? 
that roller coaster. I've never been. But I was telling Jamie we were talking about things, kind of that dreams. I'm always up on a high thing, and I'm so scared of heights. Uh, but I'm always up there, and I'm afraid of you know falling, catch myself falling down. Uh -huh. And then another thing, I'm always in some place, and I can't get out. It's in a building, and the, the doors are there, and I can't oh. find one to get out. I haven't had that since I moved here. I don't know if it was oh, okay. being alone or what it was. Well, how long, yeah, because how long were you in the house in Wisconsin by yourself? It was like two, two, over two years? years. Over two years, yeah. That was your house. I mean, Grandpa built the house, yeah, right? Yeah, we did, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I think stay, we stayed with his folks for for a while, so... So that's uh, that's another story I wrote up for just some some of my stories, and I've I wrote some stories about my father in a little book. I got a little book. I wrote some some things about my dad, mm -hmm. and so I said I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. Uh, when I was, he said I was two years old. We were on the farm. And he had come. He was coming home from the field and had the horses harnessed, had their their whole harness on, and left him at this tank to drink before he let him go to the barn. Well, when he turned around to look, there I was sitting. I was two years old, sitting in the barn door. Oh wow! And he said he didn't dare do anything because he had spooked the horse, you know. So he just just didn't do anything. Just waited. And he said that old, big old horse, full harness, stepped over me like I was. Oh, my goodness. But that was that was the angel of the, the oh, Lord I to do that. Oh, I cannot imagine. So that was one of the things. And one time they uh, had the barns where they made a, a thing where they put straw down in the down into the, you know, between the boards to, for insulation uh -huh. in the barn. And one time he had, they had cleaned out the old straw and was putting in new, and I went up there and I fell down, all the way down in there. And he had to get some kind of a hook and get drop that down. And oh I wasn't goodness. old enough to know what to do. Yeah, I was, was going to say, how old were you? I, well, I, know I had, because we moved out of there when I was four, so I had to be less than that. Wow. So, but he had that big hook, and I got down and caught my clothes. And pulled me up oh, wow. out of there. And then when I was about five, we were up in the cities. And um, the, the folks were fishing on a bridge. Mom was fishing on the bridge. And Dad was out in the boat. And the owner was small. I, I, that was, she, was, she was a year and a half, two years younger than me. So I imagine if I was five, she was maybe three. Well, anyway, we were sitting on the top step of this bridge. The steps went down into the water. Well, all of a sudden, uh, I tumbled off that thing. And would you believe I went over the top of Elner and never took her, her with me. But all of a sudden, Mom said they heard somebody say, look at that man commit suicide. See, Dad had jumped into the... He was a wonderful swimmer. Uh -huh. He had jumped out of the boat. He knew when he saw I wasn't there. Yeah. So, And I remember going, at that age, going down and coming oh. up and going down. Oh, my I don't goodness. know how many times, but I remember going back in the car, and we both were wrapped in Indian blankets. and all, so, so I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Wow. 
But he died so young, so we didn't really. And he was ill so much of his life. How how old was he when he passed away? Fifty nine, I think it was. Wow. So. But uh, so so that's the story of getting it. And one time, well, I still got the scar on it. We were sitting in a um, wagon box that was tipped up, and it tipped over on us all all of us kids. And uh, I got a, one of the tines went through my face. So I still got the star of that. So, But I'm still here. <laughs> Ready for the next question? If you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? If I could tell my... Your younger self. My younger self when I was little? Yep. Or any age. Any age. Any age younger than you currently are. I would have taken every sport there was. I loved, I spent hours just throwing a ball at the side of the house. And I think if I could have, but girls didn't play. Yeah. But I did when I was teaching school. I went out and played with the kids on, when they played outside. So I think I would have liked to have been in any, any kind of sport. Did you have any particulars that you really liked? Well, at that time, we only knew baseball, I yeah. guess. We didn't even know what football was. Yeah. But I think baseball and uh, we I don't think we even had, no, we didn't even have track. So I think mostly baseball, but I think after you got older and saw what you could do, tennis would have, oh, been, okay. a, would have been a really yeah. fun. So I you were able to play with, because you were, you were a teacher at our one-room schoolhouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, and... The kids had with it nothing in the wintertime, so they did a lot of beanbag toss, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. But I think sports. I wouldn't okay. like to do sports. Because I love to skate. Oh. We walk from, from uh, we lived out, out of River Falls. When, when Mom saw that we needed to move, if, and that's the one move I didn't want her to do, but she did, move to River Falls. If we were going to get an education, we never would have been able to go to college. Mm. And so she had a friend lived in River Falls and had encouraged her to come out. So we, she found a, a little farm. Dad was very well, but he was able to help her. They found a little farm. Well, it just truck farm. You know, it wasn't you know, farming to do, but oh, outside okay. of River Falls. So that I could could go to school. And that was about two miles from our place to the high school, but we went at we walked there to school and back. But at night, we could walk that whole way just to skate, wow. ice skate. And a lot of times we had a, fr- a neighbor friend that he was a good skater too. So a lot of times I'd get a ride home at night from oh, okay. with him. And then it, then after that, when the roller skates came in, we had a big place in River Falls where you could roller skate. Oh, so you would roller and skate in the summer and ice skate in the winter. Yeah. And roller skates. So we did. I did a lot of that. Did you ever get into the 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 jumps and like the axles or whatever the triple <laughs> oh, axles? Oh, please, David! <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky, but I did. I was a good skater. I was. And yeah. I remember, I got my first pair of white skates for Christmas when that year before I got them, and I had those skates. So I can skate. I just can't stop. I've never learned how to stop. Oh, you can't turn your feet? And, no, and... for whatever reason, I've been <laughs> awful at it. 
I always had a friend that would tie my skates for me too because I just couldn't get them tight enough. And he's like, let me sit down. I'll. Oh, skating. So, so those are the sports. I think if I could have done, done more of that. And we did skate down in Texas too. They had roller skating, not ice skating, but roller skating. So that was fun. And I remember one time uh, there was a little uh, place in Beldenville. You know where Beldenville is. Oh, I was uh, no. between River Falls and Ellsworth. Oh, okay. Yeah. we, And uh, I was invited to a girl to stay overnight with one of the girls from school. So we went and we, in this place, they were roller skating and a whole bunch of the CCC, what we call CCC boys, you know, the um, conservation things. I was like, oh yeah, like... Dad, Dad had Roland was in it. You know? Oh really? Is it kind of like Boy Scouts? No, well, it's bigger than that, the government. Oh, okay. See, the government had to find a way for these after the, you know, to make a living. So they oh. they planted a lot of trees, and they did parks, and they did a whole lot of stuff. Okay. So that was so we got there, and there was all these men, and I didn't dare tell my mother. <laughs> she would have said you were not supposed to go there. <laughs> So I don't think she ever knew we did. <laughs> they were nice. We didn't have any problems with yeah. them. But it was a it wasn't a big big place. But we skated. So we did I think that was maybe the one fun thing that I did the most of was skating. Rode horses when we were kids, but they were just work horses. Oh. So uh, I think I think that would be the okay. sports. Sports. Okay. Do sports. Yeah. So I only have a few left. Um, describe the greatest adventure of your life. I think that train ride down to Texas. <laughs> that I like, think that I was going to say, that's got to be up there. <laughs> I tell you, I think that if I had to think about that, I think that would that would be it. Okay. Uh, but I think some of the sightseeing, well, I can tell you another story. Okay. When I was on that train trip down the coast, mm-hmm. we got to, um, well, it was out of Sacramento, California. We had to train, change trains. So we got we got on, and I know we were getting on, and a lady was behind me, and the conductor said, are you two traveling together? And uh, we said, no. Well, you are now. <laughs> so so we we got and she had a story and it was real it was she was running away from her husband I never got her name she never offered it and I, it's just as well because she didn't want anybody he was abusive and wow. so she, she was she had some boys she wouldn't even she told one of the boys what she was doing but the rest of them because then they he'd have got it out of her so he let she moved her furniture and got everything out and oh, was wow. living with somebody before she left on the train. So I had seen her first before on the uh, the other trains. So we sat and she told all this all night. Oh, I tell you, and she was going to go all around uh, from there to the East Coast and back. She was going back home later. And if she's going to be gone a month. But I always wondered what happened. Yeah. And then she was so guilty because he was diabetic. And she said, I know he's going to 
kill himself because he won't. Oh, he won't he take care of that. himself. So then oh. she had a guilt complex about that. Oh. But he wouldn't let her. She was a Christian, and he wouldn't let her have her radio on. He wouldn't let her go to church. So I would have left him too, I think. But So I always wondered Yeah, whatever what happened. happened. If she ever, if she ever made it back, yeah, she had. He had a brother in in North Carolina, and she was going to stop and see him. He knew about oh, it. Okay. So, um, but I think that was the strangest, strangest night. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, sounds <laughs> like it. Mm-hmm. But she was a really lovely lady, and I sure felt for her. But uh, so you hear some, and then she said. I think I knew why we were supposed to sit together. She yeah. needed somebody to talk to. That's what it sounds just, like. Just to listen, I, you know, because I couldn't do anything to help her. That train but, ride is quite the adventure. Yeah, it was. And I, she, she kept going, I think, you know. I, I got off in Denver because Ruth and Don were there. Uh-huh. So I don't know where, I, how long she Do you was. remember what year you took that trip? Because that wasn't... That was in the, in, I'll say... Let's see, two years after, before I moved here. Okay. So it had to be between 91 and 92. Yeah, 91, I suppose it would have been. Hmm. No, 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 no. That was the first time I went out to Paul's. But the second time I had it here, I was here because I went down to the travel agency and got it all set up. So I left from here for that trip. But that was a nice one. You went to Portland, you know, you, you got on here. And you went, uh, that was a nice trip. Yeah. Ju- well, Justin and I have talked about taking a train trip across the U.S. for forever, and we just have never yeah. done it, but some someday we will. That'll yeah, they, that's, that's a really great trip. And you go through the Grand Te- no, not the Grand Tetons, but the all those, you know, wonderful uh-huh. places out there. So it's a wonderful trip. Lori and John took it one time. They went to Seattle, I think it was. But they went out on the train. Yeah. So, and no, I like the train. I I did. I like the train a lot. And the one we went out now to Justin, that was that was a nice ride. Yeah, that was that was only a few that years ago. That was a nice trip. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we did that one. We did because Lavina, after that, she wasn't good. Yeah. So, okay. Next one. If you could ask God. Any question, what would it be? Why I'm here so long. <laughs> I know you're not going to like that. That's <laughs> no. what I, do. I tell him, Lord, I want to go to sleep in my chair. Yeah. I just want to go to sleep in my chair right here. Yeah. Or go to bed. So, so I guess, but still got things at to the do. same time, I say, well, if I wake up, I must be here for one reason for yeah, today. Yeah, so I was going to say, you I still have things to do. Do that. You still have a lot of loaves of cinnamon bread to roll. <laughs> if anybody mentions that at my memorial service, I'm going to raise up. Because, you know, I was, I, well, your dad was buying me the the bags, you know, all the time. Yeah. And they was 100 at a time. And I said, oh my I'm, I'm all done, Roger. I got to have more bags. So some, all right. some years I was doing 100 we have loaves. It doc- we have it documented now. We'll make sure the whole family listens. No one will mention cinnamon bread. Yes, I, I well, I, they, I've been passing the word. So, <laughs> all right. Well, so, now it's I, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust Dale with anything. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he, 
he might just say say something like that. Uh, but uh, maybe it probably wouldn't be part of the official service. But I'm we can't stop idle chatter. No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I just want. I I said I don't want a long eulogy. I I told the kids now I'm putting my obituary on the back of the bulletin, and nobody's going to read it. So many times you have people that read an obituary, and it takes half of the service. Oh, okay. I, I don't you know you just trust that people I'll, can read it I'll, themselves. I said I'll, I'll write my own, so it's short. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, is it kind of weird to write your own? Like, do you feel weird writing it, or do you feel no, like you have? No, it was okay because when you're when you're this old, David, and you're so close to the kingdom, you're I, it's okay. Yeah. You just the boys have been down now, and well, your dad was with, and we're going to use a mortuary in River Fall or in Ellsworth, and uh, they've been down and worked out the details there. So, so I think I. I had a few ideas I wanted it, so yeah. But uh, so they've in Lila's good. She had. So I think uh, I think that's the only thing I'd ask him. But I'll still say that if I'm supposed to be here another day, and I just I write an awful lot of letters and stuff to people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That. Just encouraging them a little bit. They have so many of my friends are moving over across the street over here. Yeah. And I've got a list of prayer people that I think there are seven or eight that are all cancer people mm. that I've prayed for right now. Yeah, John's friend Jim, you know, I don't know if you do you know yeah. Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, he's what they call him. He's on comfort care now so oh. but but he says he still says he said I'm not ready to die I got too much to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I said I told him I said well I asked the Lord if he wants like Hezekiah to give you a few more years why well, that's okay yeah so but I don't know if he will and then I mm. had a good friend in fact I had him in school uh, one of my students he was just such a great kid, and I wanted him to go on to high school, and he could have, but he he said, no, no, all I want is a little farm and a team of horses, hmm. and I'm going to be happy, and he was. He got his little farm, he married, and he, and, had, and had the team of horses, and he had the team till his boys got older, and they said they're not driving the horses and farming. <laughs> they get a tractor. <laughs> so, but now yeah. he's he's in a nursing home in Ellsworth, yeah. and I feel so badly for him. He's just such a sweet man. And I, I told him that I wrote him a letter yesterday this week, and I said, Tom, I remember. His mind is good now, and I said, I remember. I told you that I wanted you to be a teacher, and I said here. Uh, you never got to be a, a school teacher, but you taught Sunday school, adult Sunday school class for maybe 15 or so many years. And I said, you did a better job with that than you might have ever done teaching school. Wow. And, uh, but now he's, he's been just given a little time left to live. So, yeah. so those are, those are the things that I, I, um, 
try to do if you can encourage somebody. Well, yeah, you you provide a lot of encouragement to a lot of people. Well, that's the one thing I think. Maybe that's the only thing I'll have, have left to be able to do is pray for all of you. And that list gets longer all the time, and a new, which is fine. And a new great-grandbaby here any That's right. Any I'm time. Waiting, waiting for yeah. her or him. Yeah, well, we are Either too. one. Either, yeah. We were asking. You don't know. Nope. No, that's nope. what I told Jamie. I didn't think you did. Yeah, we were uh, we were actually going back and forth this time, but by the time we by the time we were like, yeah, I think we do want to know. It was we only we had already had our ultrasound, and they were like, well, we could get you another ultrasound. And we're like, no, we'll just we'll let it be a surprise. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, you're happy for whatever. Yeah, due date is coming up here, June thirtieth. So that's thirtieth now. Yep. If it doesn't come early. Yep. Could have a July the, July fourth. What baby does her too. doctor say that anything about it coming early? No. Okay. I mean, the baby's healthy. Jessica's healthy. It's just it's, she's had a good time, hasn't she? Well, first she wasn't yeah, so good at yeah, first. She was really sick this time around, yeah. but she's uh, yeah, she's doing okay. That's good. Uncomfortable now at this point. Yeah. Chase. I mean, Max oh, is three and a half one, now, and well, he's she's chasing him you around. You know, and, you at least know what, a little bit about what it yeah. is. But she sent me a text message when I was at work, and she said, "I can't pick. I can't lean down to pick up these toys. It's they're. I run out of breath. I'm yeah. like, well, just grab my garage broom and just sweep them into a pile, and then we'll deal. <laughs> uh, are we finished? Got one more question. One more question. And then at the end, after I'm done asking everyone all these questions. The guest gets to ask me one question. Uh, that I'm supposed to ask yeah, you? Yeah, that you get to ask me a question. Uh, the last question is, what is the best advice you have ever received? I can't think of anybody giving me any advice. My mother gave me plenty, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> but that... Uh, it was okay, you know, but she yeah. was over zealous, I think, a lot of things. And so... Oh. She was always shouting, but I, I don't know if I've had any advice that I... That really stuck with you? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now, David. That's okay. That's right. Uh, and so something about you. Yep. So you can ask, ask any you question about me. What do you remember most about being at the, at our home? Oh, So this is yeah. Well, I think I remember Christmases the most. Okay. Because our a little background for people that don't know, our our family would we would drive out so you lived in Ellsworth, Wisconsin, and we would drive out to Ellsworth Christmas Eve and stay overnight and we would do the whole big family gathering Christmas everybody Christmas Eve. Was there. Yeah. yeah, everybody was there and I I cannot imagine how because it was all the cousins and yeah. every and every and everybody just slept in the house somewhere. Yeah. Um. But I I really I really remember that and staying at your house and um. In the basement, you had that that kind of storage closet area where we set up a playroom. Yes, up on what we called it the cistern. Yeah, the yeah the cistern. cistern. It was a cistern. It was water it had when we first moved. It was water in there. Oh really? Yeah, the rainwater came on one side and then Roland hauled the water, the drinking water, down from the hill put in there so and i think i remember all the like the cubbies in the house and there's all there's all like these little places that us kids would go and yeah there was there was yeah. some fun places and i remember i've got a picture of you you remember when you got your pound puppy <laughs> yeah 
oh man, you were just that hung out of that, and you laid there sleeping on the couch with that pump. But then in the morning, you'd get, you still had your pajamas on. Your dad loaded up the car. Yep. I don't know how he got everything in there. Because, I don't know how he did. And either. I had all kinds of paraphernalia with oh, her. Oh, I know. But uh, he get you kids loaded up in your pajamas and yeah, put you in there and load up and take off. And then we would drive right to our next grandma and grandpa's house. Yes, and you would. And, back in Plymouth. And so, yeah, you kids were, well, you were all born, you know, when we were in the house. Yep. So. And I remember you had a, I remember you had the barn on the land. And oh, there was bats. Well, I thought it wasn't a barn. It was a chicken coop. Oh, it was a chicken coop. I remember it being bigger, but it was, was it really small? No, the chicken coops were pretty big because you had okay. a lot of chicken. Because it was a lot. It was like, yeah. Well, Grandma, thank you for recording with me tonight. This has been fun. It's been fun for me, too. I, there's some things you remember that you had kind of forgotten. So yeah. So that was that was good. And oh, I'm glad here that Jamie was here so she could yeah. be with us today, too. My so. cousin Jamie was hiding in the, in the shadows right. listening. <laughs> and, and tonight we're remembering the folks as they... They're hopefully the Lord willing they'll be landing in Budapest tonight. Yes, so. my parents are so on their we'll European praying, vacation. Pray for them. Yes. Well, okay. Good night, David. Yes, Take care of that you. little family yeah, at home thank when you. you get there. And I love you, Grandma. I love you too. And thank you, thank you everybody for listening. This has been another episode of Hildo Spills the Beans. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Dave Hilden as well as the website. It's h i l d o. Until next time, when we spill someone's beans. Are we finished? I can't think of anybody giving me any advice. I didn't dare tell my mother. <laughs> she would have said you were not supposed to go there. <laughs>